0: Ladies and gentlemen, watch it. Brother, 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 brother,
1: brother, 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 brother,
0: brother, 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 brother,
1: brother, 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 brother,
0: brother, 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 brother,
2: brother, 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 brother Say, what a difference our year makes. What you
3: know, Yuri. Brother, 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 brother.
0: Welcome back to yet another week of Impact. Uh, This is December 8th. uh, Right after uh, as the greatest commentary team in Impact history uh, called it. uh, The biggest impact uh, in in history, uh, and so because of that, uh-huh. we have, yeah, we have, uh we've got me, I'm Ryan,
1: I'm Angelo, and uh, I'm I'm Pat, I'm here, again. Yeah, so uh, Pat. This is
3: really the uh, AEW invasion, Pat. Yeah,
1: basically, like... if only yeah. my other, if only my co-host was here with me to steal your guys' show. Yeah, yeah, we don't know we if Joey's going to show up. <laughs>
0: we don't know if Joey's going to show up he hinted, he said last week on the AEW podcast that he'd be on um and he just hasn't responded so it's us it's asking if he's joining us so. yeah um but yeah uh the only thing like there there's a few things that we knew coming into the show um But the big thing was, of course, Kenny Omega and Don Callis uh, coming on to Impact. Um, Obviously, Kenny being the new AEW champion and Don Callis helping him win that title uh, against Jon Moxley at Winners Coming last week. Um, And, yeah. um, I think that this... It probably is one of the of impact uh definitely since it's moved to access um and definitely in re- recent memory yeah and i'll um,
3: see what the actual viewership on access was if, if that ever gets released because on twitch there was over fifty thousand people at the end there
0: yeah um but so you know, we, it's we two or three thousand yeah uh this was an exponentially more impressive twitch stream for them um I think the other reason that it was so good is uh uh Twitch numbers is because most of Santos wasn't there. Um
3: Yeah. Yeah, it felt like an Eric Andre new season. It was like no new co-host. It was it was all new. Yeah. Santos today, no band.
0: Yeah, no band. It
3: didn't even seem like they were transitioning to the, the normal aftershock after the stream ended. It just went black.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, uh and to replace Melissa Santos, uh, instead of like just having somebody run down the show, uh, we got um, we got clips from Impact's history, uh, as they put put it. Uh, each thing was like the greatest, like hardcore match, women's uh, knockouts moment. Um, we got the greatest promo of all time. Hell yeah, brother! Scott Steiner math, <laughs> um, which. If you told me we'd be talking about it in 2020 on a podcast, uh I <laughs> didn't think well, we'd be about, doing I, that.
1: Specifically talking about it on a podcast where it was specifically shown and referred yes. to as one of the greatest promos in the company's history. So Yes. Props to Impact um, for being self-aware.
0: Yeah, uh and on top of that we also got um some ads for Final Resolution. Uh we got ads for um are hard, uh, hard to kill and the impact shop and of course the greatest advertisement of all time uh which we will get into uh as we start off the show um so we come in and the show starts with not a rundown of what happened on impact last week oh no it is the final moments of A W Winter's coming which I immediately said to Pat, this is the weirdest thing I've ever watched because it's you you never see like a show opening with another promotions matches. That's just bizarre. Um but we got commentary, we got actual clips of the match. It wasn't a slideshow. Um <laughs> and yeah, I, I think it just shows
3: uh, of how important this was to wrestling and how important this was to impact what happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wednesday that they, they had no reason really to do a recap of last week's episode.
0: Yeah. Um, and after this, they, they take us to, um, the, the parking lot. And it's a drone shot of a big old bus. Like this was a huge bus. Uh, that uh, they have. Um, and they say that it's Kenny Omega and John Callis. And we would learn in a little bit that uh, Josh Matthews was going to have a sit down interview with them. And I immediately said to our group that the, that impact is trying to ruin the segment, this, this angle already, by playing Josh Matthews one-on-one with Kenny Omega, uh, which nobody needs.
1: Um, I mean, for what it's worth, I thought Josh Matthews was fine in, in the main event segment. Yeah. Yeah, um,
3: good in the main event segment. I do agree with that. With the rest of the show... Uh, yeah, no, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> yeah, the less Josh Matthews, the better. Um,
3: the, no, the less Josh Matthews on
1: commentary. Like, if he's just in a
0: different... If he's an interviewer, yeah. maybe he's fine. Um, would you put him... Would you? say that he's very similar to Alex Marvez pat in that way because um, you so don't different so I have issues, different, I have different issues
1: with uh with different issues with both of them. Alex Marvez uh just doesn't feel like he should be a commentator of any kind. He he lacks emotion. Um he lacks just he I feel like he just lacks a lot of uh personality. He's he's kind of just a, a monotone annoyance for me <laughs> um I mean, that's... and and josh matthews is josh matthews is just annoying uh but he at least can you know have emotion in his voice whereas alex marvez just li- alex marvez is a, ro- is a robot like i'm convinced so um i mean i would say yeah, yeah he's monotone
0: but like i feel like he can- he does show some emotion but it's just not on AEW. <laughs> uh Like in his segments and being the elite, he he does show emotionally. Barely, barely, it's more emotion than he shows. I think Josh Matthews earlier. is
3: yeah. worse because he's just like an annoying wrestling fan. Yeah, and yeah. also
1: I feel like Josh Matthews should be better because of how long he's been in wrestling. Right, that's what's more. That's that
3: about him. It's like, come on, you've yeah, been there. that's fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, Uh I mean, Josh Matthews. I think we've said it before. He's been a commentator in some way shape or form for like 15 years at this point um and he just hasn't improved
3: he acts like, like this is the first day he watches the product every single time he grabs the <laughs> mic
1: yeah uh, yeah i mean sometimes he just doesn't call people's finishers and just says whoa he took him down there and it's just like okay i mean like no, no, no. i
0: i would i would go a step further and say most of the time he doesn't call people's finishers that's that's fair most of the time, it is, that's the signature move. <laughs> right. He sounds like, it, it sounds like it's a, uh, it's a, like, a knockoff. Like, it, it's not an actual wrestling video game commentator. It's just a knockoff one. So he has to say signature move instead of, like, the actual finishing move of the wrestler.
3: Yeah, um, this, this would but, be fine if it was Day of Reckoning version two. <laughs> when, uh, it's 2020 and, uh. You Know professional show, so
0: yeah, and in arguably one of the uh big five promotions in North America, right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we start off the night with uh Pat's favorite one half of Pat's favorite uh tag team in Impact Wrestling. Um, this is a false statement.
3: What's, what's that even mean? My <laughs> oh, favorite I'm tag sorry. team, my favorite tag team is Reno Scub.
1: I forgot.
3: Oh, I, love, awesome. I,
1: Hard. I yeah. love Luster the Legend, and honestly, this is the first time I've sat through a Full Impact show in a couple months. And He wasn't on here. He wasn't on here, so I don't think I'm tuning in again. Yeah.
0: I did tell you, Angelo,
1: that <laughs> if Pat
0: ever came back onto, onto this podcast, he would go off about how he loves Luster the Legend. I forget what week that was, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Something with like him shooting somebody. Yeah, uh, that man doesn't shoot people. That's Larry D. You're
3: talking I, about. I don't but. really remember where they left off with Reno Scum. Like, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. They're, they're not that good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> don't tell. Right, well, I'm
1: leaving the
0: podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we got Josh Alexander, aka the Walking Weapon, uh, versus Chris Sabin, aka, according to the uh, the Twitch stream chat. Uh, Steve Nash um, <laughs> the, the the former NBA basketball player um, I, I mean I guess they look kind of similar um, this was a great way to kick off the night because these are two of like the best it's two of the best tag teams in Mercy Machine Guns and uh, the North but it's also two of the more I'd say under appreciated like wrestlers uh because uh Chris Saban is absolutely phenomenal. Uh and Josh Alexander uh is really good as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, he is the walking weapon. Yeah. Uh I've said before that I think Ethan Page is the better of the two, but but um that's because like I feel like we've seen more of Ethan Page being able to be do stuff on his own uh and have like uh Alexander like uh on at ringside for it. Yeah, he definitely um, seems more full
3: package, Ethan
0: Page. Yeah. Um and Ethan Page's promos are just top notch. Um, but uh Josh Alexander really showed that he is no slouch either tonight. Um he is not just a tag team specialist. He is uh definitely can hold his own against some of the better uh high flyers and Chris Sabin. Uh just Overall, great wrestlers, like Chris Saban, uh, in the Impact locker room. Um, and, yeah, I would say this is the perfect match to start off this night.
3: No, it was definitely a good decision, as you said. I mean, it was definitely really important to have a really some two really good wrestlers, or it could have been a tag team, but you ha- had to have good wrestlers recognizable faces, something that was in the attention span of the new viewers, and there were a lot of new viewers today, at least on Twitch, and I'm sure on television there were, too. So it definitely was a good choice to have Chris Saban. I mean, Motor City Machine Guns have been a staple for Impact slash TNA for a long time, so they're recognizable faces. So definitely a good choice. Yeah, and I would even say, like, not just in Impact,
0: like, they've done stuff in Japan, they've done stuff uh, in Ring of of Honor. Honor, um that's actually where i first got introduced to uh to the Motors and machine guns was through ring of honor um so it definitely is it's a good thing to be able to uh portray uh and show off talent that you know uh you've had for a while that people who might not have watched impact but have watched other things uh would recognize um and i think we saw a lot of that tonight uh in different ways
3: yeah, definitely, and I mean the audience from AEW that did that was going to watch Impact tonight. They're going to be the more than casual fans. I mean AEW doesn't probably have that many what you would call like casual wrestling fans. What what WWE might have. So it's good to have some familiarity, but you don't have to be like, oh my goodness, Roman Reigns is on this show, to like get someone interested. That uh, the people watching will understand. People from indie scenes or other other promotions
0: yeah um the other point that i was gonna say about this was um it does again continue to further this wasn't like oh let's just throw out two random guys this does continue the storyline that uh they've been doing with emergency machine guns since uh they lost their tag titles to the north yeah um this is part uh, two of their three yes
3: retribution series here
0: yes yes uh as a few weeks ago, Chris Sabin said that uh, now that uh, Shelley was back, uh, their plan was to one, take out Triple XL. They did that last week. Uh, two, get back at the North for taking their titles. I guess beating Josh Alexander uh, counts as that. Uh, and number three, win the titles back from Gallows and Anderson. Um, so still waiting on that part because Gallows is still injured. Um, Storyline, at least. Um, and that will probably be either like a random show of Impact or it will be at Hard to Kill in January uh, just because
3: yeah, uh, they've already had the... I imagine this gets dragged out to so Hard to Kill.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we already know uh, that uh, at least Gallows doesn't have a match at uh, Hard to- er, at Final Resolution. Uh, which kind of expected with the time frame they gave of uh 4 to 6 weeks he was going to be out due to Ethan Page's attack on him um, and we do know that Ethan Page is facing uh Carl Anderson at uh Final Resolution this weekend. Uh so we do have that. Uh so ne- the North and uh the Good Brothers will still be in action this weekend um in some way. Uh and this match ends with uh, Ethan Page starting to shout instructions to Josh Alexander. Uh, he tells Josh Alexander to stop hitting him with, with elbows and drop him on his freaking head. Um, and Josh Alexander just looks at him and is like, I was going to do that. And then Chris Saban rolls him up one, two, three. Um, yeah,
3: further planting those seeds of dissension between the.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um yeah we've said it before that it does seem like the north is not long for this world as a team. Um and I've put I brought it up before that you know Ethan Page's contract uh in impact ends on uh at the beginning of January, uh, January 1st is his official day of re- uh, uh, that his contract runs out. Um and you're gonna break them up i mean that's a good enough reason why uh if ethan does leave uh but
3: uh, i mean i definitely felt those vibes from the promo last week ethan page had the call out carl anderson you could definitely see the annoyance josh alexander had watching from behind as uh ethan page sounded cuckoo for coco puffs Yeah, kicking air yeah um
0: I've brought it up before that, I mean, since the North's reign ended with the title originally, when Mercy Machine Guns took it from them after their year-long reign, uh, Ethan Page has gone off the deep end, um, and he's played it perfectly. Um, but once they got their titles back, he kind of went back to the all-cocky, cool uh, heel that he was. Uh, But now that they've lost it again, he has gone way further off the deep end. Uh, As Josh Alexander pointed out when uh, Ethan Page took out Luke Gallows, um, that doesn't help them in any way, shape, or form because they can't defend the titles for four to six weeks. So that means they can't get the titles back for four to six weeks. Um, And then Ethan Page was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Then him calling out Carl Anderson last week, Josh Alexander's getting more annoyed with it. Um, So you are seeing those seeds planted. uh, And I do think that if we don't, I know I said that um, maybe we'd see this uh, soon, this breakup. But now that I'm thinking about it, they've got to have a blow-off match. And just having it on like a random episode of Impact would seem weird to me. Um, just because, especially if it is the end of Ethan Page in Impact, like, I feel like he deserves a better, a bigger spotlight than just a random match to end his career on in Impact. Yeah,
3: Um, I guess it depends if they're going to have him do a couple one-off matches right after the contract ends, because they're kind of getting down to the wire in terms of what they could do.
0: Yeah, my thinking is, like, if you're going to do it, have that at Hard to Kill. Have him versus Alexander at Hard to Kill. Yeah. Um. But uh, I know Pat has said that he didn't think that – well, I had said that I thought Ethan Page was going to leave and go to WWE because WWE would value him as a, a solo star in some way, in NXT at least, because uh, he's got that total package. Uh, But I know Pat said that he never thought that uh, Ethan Page was going to go to uh,
1: WWE. Uh, So, Pat, do you want to bring in your
0: opinion on this?
1: Yeah, I just... um, Ethan Page kind of seems like he enjoys working, um, like, the indie scene and just being able to have some more freedom. Um, And AEW, for certain people, it is pretty clear that they're willing to let them work on the indie scene and do what they want. Um, so I feel like if he's leaving Impact, I think he's for sure going to AEW. Uh, I don't, I don't see New Japan as an option for him. I don't really Neither think he'd a be a good fit there. Uh, and I, I, again, I just don't, I don't see Ethan Page in the WWE system, personally. I mean, money it could happen, I could I could be wrong.
3: Money talks, he could get um, a WWE contract, which would you know, be good money, and he could uh, not, not want to pass that up. But, if he gets that NXT contract, I don't think they'll get, offer him that much. They don't seem to pay very well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and I mean, and for- with AEW being a viable option for people now, I feel like AEW contracts aren't uh, that much different than. Uh, I mean, they're probably more than an NXT contract. Yeah, it's more least. than
3: NXT plus the freedom. So, yeah. NXT, yeah. Uh, uh, kind of branded as the minor league in terms of how they write their contracts, they pay them a lot less because it's the idea of, oh, you can work your way up to. The main roster, yeah.
1: Um, and again, always he could also always end up re-signing with Impact. You never know, yeah. Um, so, and with the the relationship with Impact and AEW, if he signs with AEW, he could always come back to Impact. So, uh, yeah. yeah, very
3: true.
0: Uh, so after this match, uh, we noticed that you know time had really flown by in that match. It was eight fifteen. We didn't have a commercial break, and then we go to a commercial break. And Pat, I feel like you will sum this commercial up best.
1: What commercial, Tony Khan? The
0: greatest, the greatest commercial oh, of all time.
1: Yeah. So uh, we have uh, a, 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 it's Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone, and they're in front of like an old school, um, like it's very like old WCW like wall that just has all elite wrestling in the background, and it's worth noting because as far as I'm aware, this is one one of if not the only time we've really seen Tony Khan present himself as, like, a a character um, on, like, a program. Yeah, like, like, he's he's been, he's been on AEW, like, a couple times, like, backstage, but he's never, like, come out and cut a promo or anything.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, the only so time, like, that he's really been on TV in AEW was, like, the first time he was on was, I forget what segment it was, but, like, it was, like, a fight, and he, like, came out, and... Like they use that uh it, that clip uh on the botchamanias uh of send in the con. Uh send in the con. Uh and then like with the the young bucks when they were heel for like three weeks, um he was age and they'd throw money at him. Uh yeah, yeah he hasn't he hasn't cut a actual promo. He hasn't been on the mic for anything other than like the being the elite thing for uh, Cutler and Avalon's contract signing.
1: Yeah, which Um, I I wouldn't really count. That's not TV. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so this was him and Tony Schiavone here talking about um, the whole situation with Omega. And they they said that this was a paid advertisement um, and that the money was going to impact, helping them out. Helping Uh, their bottom line. (laughs) Yeah, helping boost the budget. Uh, Tony said that he could have put a stop to this with Omega. He could have filed an injunction, told uh, Kenny that he was breaching his contract, but he said he's not going to. Um, and so he's he's letting Kenny talk, but he wants uh, Don and Kenny to come to Dynamite tomorrow in Jacksonville, which we later got their response to that uh, during the main event. And they also proceeded to run down the uh, entire card for Dynamite tomorrow, so they got to end up promoting uh, AEW. I'm um, talking about the only thing they didn't promote for tomorrow was uh, Shaq. Shaq. Uh, so I'm assuming that this was probably taped before that they were ready to announce that. Um, yeah, would be my probably... Guess. Um, but they, don't yeah, they, they definitely want those. Yeah. They hyped up sting. They hyped up the big six man tag with, uh, Lucha brothers and Lance Archer versus
3: the family. Um, and so, yeah, Even the timing, I'm glad that they've more focused on the wrestling than the, uh, the sideshow. Yeah.
1: than the shack uh, at
3: least.
1: Yeah. Um, um, but this was really good stuff. I thought it was, a, a and like you could it, tell in Tony and, um,
3: Tony and Tony's Tony.
1: voices, yeah, they're both Tony, t- Tony squared. Uh, you could tell in their voices that they were very like um, passive aggressive, sarcastic, and and it was a very it was a well done, and it was like funny. It was it was it was it was a well done segment, I thought. Yeah,
0: we got the greatest line yeah. of Tony Schiavone's uh, career, I think, uh, where Tony Khan was like, "Oh, you've had your your sh- experience with Impact." Yeah, I worked there for one night and then quit the wrestling business for eighteen years. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and what a legend. I, I,
0: I, yeah, I didn't know that he ever did commentary for
3: Impact. Must have been like on their first pay per view or yeah. something. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So we had that. Uh, and we also got, uh, um, the other great line of this was Tony Khan hinting that, you know, I've seen the rumors. People are just saying I should just buy Impact. Why this is
1: It's funny because I did say this on the Dynamite podcast last week. I did float this idea of, uh, of Tony Khan potentially buying Impact, and yeah. he did reference it here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pat, Pat's just having a stellar week. A I really stellar am day a, of, of things, random predictions. Being, yeah. Uh, first off, it was Alfred Molina. Yeah, for Spider-Man. And now it's Tony Khan buying Impact. Yeah. Um, Which, again, uh, me and Angela talked about this in the past, that, you know, uh, AEW, or not AEW, uh, Impact, we have no idea how, like, Impact fares compared to the rest of the AXIS lineup but it doesn't really fit their mold since Axis is basically just a music and movies channel. Um, And then they've got this. Uh, I mean, it made more sense when they had New Japan, but I don't think they had New Japan Impact at the same time on TV, at least. Um, But yeah, Um, after this, um, crap, I'm drawing a blank on what this next segment was. Was this the? Uh, I don't think this was the start of. This wasn't Cody versus uh, Eric Young, was it? You didn't
1: take notes or pay attention,
0: uh, bro. I'm drawing a blank right now.
1: Um, well, you're, you're the person leading the podcast, so I know. I know. I'm, I'm looking. looking. I'm looking it up. I got it. And normally, I have it all up and ready. I don't know what you're I just did not have notes. I, we I a... figured we had four people on tonight. That we had. Okay, we had a backstage segment with uh, Chris Bay talking with Moose, and then it went into uh, Brian Myers versus TJP. That's that's right. Yeah. Um. So this was, I think, another interesting matchup
0: that makes again sense. Um. And my reasoning is Brian Myers. Uh. I think a lot of people know him. Uh, through WWE, but also like his runs with the indie scene as well. Uh, and TJP is basically being one half of the major brothers. Yeah, there you go. Um, and TJP, every, again, I think a lot of people who like follow wrestling, um, know who TJP is, uh, especially for his time in WWE. Um, but also being in New Japan, being on the Indies, being in Impact uh, during the heyday of Impact. Um, so, uh, this, again, was a smart matchup to have. Um, yes. This wasn't anything to write home about. It was a, gr- it was a good match. Um, it ended weird um, with it ending with a random clothesline. line.. <laughs> Uh, but, and yeah, I true. thought it was also weird that commentary – well, Josh Matthews was like, I think TJP got his foot on the rope, but, like, he clearly didn't. And, like, when they did the aerial shot, his foot was, like, not really close to the rope even. Um, so it wasn't like, well, it was, oh he got under the rope. Um, so they kind of acted like it was supposed to be – at least Matthews tried to act like it was supposed to be a screwy finish. I don't think it was supposed to be a screwy finish. It was just a win, and yeah, I think this. I don't think this is going to be the end of this feud. It's been a few weeks of them going back and forth, um, so wouldn't be surprised if they have another match. This can end up being like uh, Brian Myers versus uh, Willie Mack, where they have really good re- wrestling matches and wrestle for like a month every week.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't mind.
0: Um, I'm never as as long as there's like some sort of storyline, and you know the matches are good. I'm not gonna complain because you know I I like good wrestling, and these guys are both really good wrestlers.
3: Yeah, that's what we're here for. It is interesting to take note, like you said, that you know another like smartly chosen match that they planned last week for this week. But at the same token, they weren't. Like, they could have used someone like Swoggle here, familiar face to interfere and be corny, but they weren't going back to their old TNA day shenanigans with this episode. They didn't even use Johnny Swinger in this episode, uh, yeah. correct? Uh, I feel uh, don't
0: like... talk about the lack of Johnny Swinger. If Johnny Swinger was on this show, this, this show would have done 100,000 views.
3: Well, see, they could have introduced this whole twitch audience the johnny swinger this week there would have been fifty thousand people being like who the hell hey, he man? should
1: have he should have debuted as part of uh don cows and kenny omega's group hey man he he
3: should, have, he should have just ouch already like what he does for uh whatever the talking. oh yeah locker room talk, baby. Does. yeah yeah locker room talk he should have just been there i mean like like I and mean, they'd be like who the hell is this yeah. guy
0: I'm they should. That's what they should have done. They should have had Mass and Rain and Johnny Swinger interview Kenny Omega and Don Callis. That I, I would have been for it. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what the people need.
3: But but they uh, Impact did decide to use you know real wrestling matches to introduce the newer or the yeah I guess the newer audience this week rather than just uh cheap TNA shots like having Hornswoggle yeah. out there or something. Um
0: I do think that the other thing that uh that helped them was uh well being able to show off some impact uh, old TNA shenanigans. We'd get to uh the knockouts moment of the uh, the greatest knockouts moment of all time according to them.
3: Where yeah. <laughs>
0: Austin Kong beating up referees. I mean, to be fair, the though, the
1: crowd re- was really into that match there, and it was yeah. like a really cool I mean, moment with Gail Kim scoring the upset.
3: That's and fair. I mean, I mean 12-year-old me. Yeah. yeah. When it happened. Um,
0: so. <laughs> but yeah, um, after this, uh, we got a backstage segment. Row hit Raju, the X-Division champ, is talking it up, uh, and TJP walks by. And Rohit's like, oh, you lost again, buddy. This has, 2020 hasn't been the year for TJP, but it has been the year for Rohit Raju. Uh, and he brings uh Rohit brings up that at uh, final resolution, he will have the final defeat Rohit challenge of 2020. And TJP says, good luck. Um, there's people saying that, uh uh, TJP might be the one to face off against Rohit as uh, suicide or as manic again. I've been saying this. Uh, I, I don't think TJP is going to be the one to take it off Rohit. I hope it's not just because they've drawn this out for this long.
3: Yeah, it's, it's probably. I'll I'll take the field on yeah. this one. It could be anyone else um, besides TJP.
0: And then right after this, we got Cody Deaner talking to Cousin Jake. And he's Talking about how, you know, I've got this big match and I don't want, uh, he tells Cousin Jake that no matter what's happening, I don't want you to interfere. Do not get in the ring. Do not get physical with anybody. Rock, or style, or style. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just looked at Pat and I was like, oh, I hope this is about the rematch of what was supposed to happen last week between Johnny Swinger and Cody Deener.
1: Yeah, Please. and to be fair, this was um this was setting up probably the worst segment of this entire show with this match that I feel this was the one match where I felt like the the viewership on Twitch declined for with Cody Deaner and Eric Young. Uh and honestly, rightfully so. I I did not care about any of this at all. Yeah. Um apparently Cody Deaner and Eric Young
0: used to be great friends. And ta- like Mads and rain met, yeah, so they like tried to, to make it seem like they were tag partners. I don't know if they actually were I believe they were
1: I believe it was eric young o d b and Cody Deaner together
0: that makes sense then Because um, huh. anyway, I don't know if you
1: guys know this, but uh Cody Deaner is an impact wrestling legend that yeah
3: uh yeah yeah, I don't remember him besides obviously this run. Yeah, yeah know. I know. I, I felt really Jake... special when
1: I felt really special when I knew who Cody Deaner was and you didn't. That uh, that made me that <laughs> tickled my little my little uh, my tummy.
0: Hey man, I still like think I need to go back and watch that uh that cinematic match between Cody Deaner and cousin Jake versus, or uh, not cousin Jake. It was like tractor or something. I, you, I thought you watched it. You yeah. said oh, no, it no. To I, I, I watched watch. no, no. I watched like the intro video of him <laughs> announcing who his tag partner was. Uh, but it was the north. So it was vet. the north versus Cody Deaner and a mystery opponent. I was not you're watching. Claiming his I, name is Tractor. I believe it was like Tractor or like it was some piece of farm equipment. And I was like, oh, I really hope that Cody this Cody Deaner guy is going to have a tag partner that's literally a piece of farm equipment um but yeah um anyway I, this wasn't a, a match that needed to exist nobody cared about this i don't think anybody cares about Cody Deaner trying to fight off the goddamn Joe Doring and uh Eric Young Joe Doring's already trying to fight his hair loss uh, he doesn't need to be fighting Cody Deaner. Um,
3: the, the Joe Doring thing, I think, it's just a little sloppy in general. They, they bring him out like when a match is happening for thirty seconds, when it's like two people going against each other that have no storyline, and then they, Joe Doring and Eric Young break it up, and you're like, "This was this is kind of yeah. weird. Why am I watching this?" Uh, they they kind of last week they were kind of like cutting. A, I don't know if Eric Young was talking about the coronavirus. During his promo or not because he says there was a disease oh. and they were going to cure it, so it was kind of okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's hard to uh, get into it. It's just a little hard to follow and understand Joe Doring's purpose so, right now. Joe Doring's
1: hairline was the the best part of this match for me. Uh, disgusting. Oh, there you- <laughs> uh, also, just to <laughs> clarify, it was uh, the North versus Cody Deaner and some guy named Wheels. <laughs> There you go. And it wasn't Wait. the wheels Pat wanted. No, it was the battle at the Diener compound. Yes. Not not the uh no, no, Hall not of the Famer, WWE right? Hall of Famer Rucker's alumni wheels. Not <laughs> not him.
0: Okay. If it was, that would be <laughs> Pat's cinematic masterpiece of the year.
1: The, yeah, exactly.
0: Um but yeah, uh this this didn't need to exist. Uh afterwards Joe Doring and Eric Young beat up the uh, the deaners and who comes out to make the save? Rhino and oh, Joe yeah. Doring wants to get his hands on Rhino real bad. And I'm a hundred and three percent sure that this is going to lead to at final resolution rhino versus Joe Doring. And considering this is the first match Joe Doring will have since returning to Impact, why? It's not the match we wanted, <laughs> yeah. but it's the match we're getting. Um, if anybody wanted, like, <laughs> th- this is, like, a perfect example of just Impact being silly. Uh, but it would get sillier with uh, a segment in a bit. Yeah. this
3: of feeling like watching Kane yeah. versus Mark Henry, so uh, I- I'm really excited yeah. to say the least. Um, so, uh,
0: also just want to put it forward um, that um, I don't believe it was now, but uh, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer and um, Johnny Johnny Bravo are talking uh, and talking about. Uh, how uh, Johnny Bravo doesn't understand how Larry D is a free man. <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer's like, oh, I'll handle this. <laughs> he just walks across the room. And Larry D and AC Romero are just there. <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer says, "I, you know, I don't agree with you being a free man. And Larry D says, you know, I told you I was set up. Um but here you go. If I I challenge you, Tommy Dreamer, to a match at Final Resolution. <laughs> if you win, you can lock me up. Put his hands out. So you can lock me up and have me arrested for attempted murder. If not, if I win, I walk free. <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer is just like. Yep, that's how this works. And Larry D is like, "Wait, you can actually just make a match and <laughs> erase me attempting to kill somebody." And Tommy Dreamer just like, "Yep," and walks away. And if if all these people did not know what the hell this was in reference to, um, they were probably like, "What in the world is this company?" Because <laughs> in the world, their the right mind—that's
3: the point. Because that was really the first reference of the night to uh, the Johnny Bra- yeah. Bravo shooting. So probably yeah. a lot of people confused, um, but that's all right. People, I think people were just yeah. like, "Whoa, Tommy Dreamer!"
0: Uh, and then later on, uh, we we went—I believe that took us to commercial. We come back from commercial. Tommy Dreamer stops in to see Scott Demore, who is ecstatic about. Uh, the viewership and everybody talking about impact and Kenny Omega. Uh, and Tommy Dreamer says you need to be wary of Don Callis because Don only cares about himself. He doesn't care about anybody else. He doesn't care if anybody gets hurt. Um, and
3: yeah, it's like basically saying, like these invasion angles, I've seen them before. Yes. They never pan out. It's like, basically, like, remember ECW 2.0, remember all our. Versions yeah. of it, it never works out. And Scott I was like, "Oh, let's just ride the wave. You know, yeah, We're doing yeah, good yeah. right now. <laughs> like, who cares? just just keep retweeting. <laughs> yeah, you will be I fine." The best
0: part of this was Scott just be like, "Just go. If you don't like it, just go in the back. Just start retweeting stuff."
3: <laughs> yeah, just keep the morale up with the, the locker room. Just keep retweeting yeah. like you usually yeah, do. And, and Tommy be- Duran says,
0: "You know, what? I trust you, Scott," and walks out. Um, I mean. This is gonna backfire in Scott Demore's face. It always does. Um,
3: yeah. That's yeah. not what they're setting up for, but um, it's entertaining.
0: And this would not be the last of Scott Demore acting like a crazy person um, on this show. Um, mm-hmm. but after this, we get our final first round matchup of the knockouts tournament. It, knockouts tag tournament. It's Deanna Perrazzo, the current knockouts champ, and Kimber Lee versus Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary, who, according to Josh Matthews, were a front-running team to win this. Uh, Josh Matthews on commentary for this match made me want to puke, um, solely because <laughs> this is at least the second, possibly third time uh, in a row that Josh Matthews has claimed, while Kimberly and Deonna Perazzo are tag-teaming, that... Of all the new knockouts that have come to Impact Wrestling this year, Kimberly has the most impressive record amongst them. and
3: That's what I mean. It just sounds like he doesn't watch the product that he's like, talking about. If he was about. saying that,
0: like, and it was like a match between Kimberly and Renee Michelle. And he said, oh, and these he was, and he was, the, you've got to admire what Kimberly's done this year. Sure, because Renee Michelle hasn't done anything in Impact this year. But it's a tag team match where her right. partner is literally a knockout, the knockouts champion who's won it twice this year and just came in June. Like, <sighs>
3: He also said that Taya would probably be the female of the year for Impact, which is like, sure, yeah, maybe three years. She didn't win anything. She's funny, but she's not.
1: Yeah,
0: she's on, on WrestleHouse. Wrestle House, like, with uh, um, Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan and losing to them. Um,
1: well, I would like to interject and propose a bit of a hypothesis here because I think you guys have an explanation for this. Okay. Um I it, dur- during this show, Joey Ryan and Angelo were texting in our. No, not Joey. Uh, not, in, not Joey Ryan. in our group chat. Make sure you space our names out. We don't want <laughs> Joey, <to> be- Joey, <laughs> Joey Angelo, and Ryan. Yes, we're we're texting in our group okay. chat and. Uh, I did not see an issue with him, but the three of them all claimed that uh, Mr. Josh Matthews looked sickly. Yeah, so maybe it's... he has an excuse for these delusions. No, he, he doesn't have an excuse because he doesn't look sickly every
0: week. It was just this week. This is the first week where he looked like he was about well, maybe to Maybe this is the first out. week he
1: has symptoms. Maybe he's just been asymptomatic for the rest maybe of the week. Maybe I, I put,
0: put it forward that I think that Josh Matthews was the person in the Impact who tested positive. Um, and they just were like, oh, "We're rolling with it. We can't lose our <laughs> the greatest commentator we have."
3: Uh, yeah, like we're already, we already <laughs> used their one yeah. back striker card for the year.
1: They they honestly should bring him Joe and- During on commentary. <laughs>
3: He, he has talk.
1: No, he, he cut his tongue out. He can't speak. He would just be going. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, yeah. If
0: that if that <laughs> was brought up and put in the storyline, I you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I wouldn't be shocked.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't mind the moans and then Madison <laughs> yeah. Brain going. Oh yeah, uh, very, very good point. I wrestled with you once. <laughs> um. Yeah, we shared a lot <laughs> together
1: before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: off the rails uh anyway diana perrazzo accidentally (laughs) kicks kimberly and uh rosemary pins uh kimber uh which somehow earned (laughs) so after this uh i mean
3: aren't you surprised this was a clean no victory
0: it's kimberly it's kimberly
3: no you. But Deanna Perez is the, the knockouts champ, and her team just lost in the first round of this tournament, of only where there's only six teams that actually existed in Impact. So yeah, but to, I, to be fair, though, they did,
1: they did set up what her, she's doing for the pay-per-view on Saturday. And, I mean, I guess I haven't been watching, but Scott made it seem like this has been part of her character, where she's just been complaining. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I think it's fine. Plus, it sets up more dissension eventually for her and Kimberly. Yeah. Um, um I was gonna so. say, out of the four people in this match,
0: I think the only person who could afford to take a pin is Kimberly. Um, solely because Taya hasn't wrestled in a bit, and when she has, it's been like one on two matches or, uh, her versus like. Just being there and Rosemary supposed to be on her side, but like not being there because she was worried about her goddamn wedding. Um, and Rosemary just hasn't wrestled right. in a bit because of the goddamn wedding.
3: No, yes, no, get- takes all the pins and all of yeah. women yeah well, I, I, fact, she so. I, yeah. I, get, I get that. Yeah. So no. um, I,
1: I don't have boss. anything to say about the match but I did just want to say real quick, I do think that Impact did a smart thing. I mean, obviously I don't think this was intentional, but uh, having this be the episode that these four got to wrestle, I mean, these are like your four top, I'm less Kimberly but Deanna, Taya, and Rosemary are like your four top women outside of Jordan Grace. Yeah. As well as like your three most recognizable names in your division. Um, so I thought having them all wrestle each other definitely um, definitely was a smart move, uh, and it, it shows yeah. the the what the division has to offer compared to AEW's uh, lacking women's division.
3: Yeah, no, I, I would like to think that was planned out because those are th- well, even with Kimberly, they do think highly of her. So that that you have four of the top women on your roster wrestling on the show that the most people are watching. So I think it yeah, was yeah, planned I mean, out. Hey, just a now. reminder
0: that, you know, Kimberly was ranked number 15 on the PWI, uh, women's. So, um, but we don't have to but again, Kimberly, like she's known in, in, the, in the, she was in WWE. So she's recognizable and Ty is recognizable. Deanna's recognizable and Rosemary's been around for a while. So, uh, yeah, it totally makes sense for this. Um, Afterwards, Diana and yeah. uh, Kimberly are walking backstage and bitching and complaining about how they didn't even they weren't prepared for this match. They weren't focusing on it; they were focusing on other stuff. Uh, they go to Scott saying that Scott's been screwing them, uh, and so Scott's like, "You know what? You're worried. Me. You said you've got so much on your plate. Well, let's look at things. You, you said you had an issue with uh, Sue Young." she's gone you took care of that for now because it's too young she always comes back uh number two you said oh you couldn't focus on this match because you've got all the you're the knockouts champion and you're going for the knockouts tag championship well guess what you lost in the first round you don't have to worry about this (laughs) this tournament anymore uh and you know if the knockouts title's bothering you guess what you, you have to put you're putting it on the line and if you lose that then you don't have to worry about that either and just throws papers in their face and walks away uh and announces that rosemary is challenging uh diana at uh yeah, hey. <laughs> um,
1: oh, yeah
3: and he's like mumbling off yeah, my yeah scott,
1: scott demora my was the go to this episode in my opinion
3: <laughs> oh yeah hey usually he is, I will say. Yes. But he was a little more eccentric than um, usual, and it was great.
0: So after this, um, you get another backstage thing, uh, and it's Alicia Edwards just walking back and forth, and then Tanil and Caleb, with a K, is like, oh, you know, we have been talking about being this team. Like, we've got some important stuff to do. Uh, and Alicia's like, no, like, did you not watch the last few weeks? Like, my husband got beat up by Sammy Callahan and I've got to be with him. And if you aren't for that, then we can't, this isn't a thing anymore. I quit. And Tennille and, uh, Caleb are like, Oh, okay. And they're like, then Tennille like realizes that now she doesn't have a tag partner. And it's like, just quit. Just leave. (sighs) Oh, walked away. Um,
3: Oh, did you catch last week? Speaking of Sammy Callahan, that uh, yes. Ken Shamrock has yes. a thirty-day suspension. back? Yeah. Act in, where Sammy uh, Callahan's like, go to Bermuda. They have no laws there, <laughs> so I, I think uh, Ken Shamrock will do great in the lawless I, land of Bermuda. I, I, I want a bunch of, I want like a, a bunch
1: of like vignettes of uh, Ken Shamrock running around Bermuda, just like running in the streets and just like tossing random citizens into submission. No, hearts. no, no,
3: <laughs> you. Well, that would, be, but if they like run with the Bermuda thing in any sort of way, like came out like uncomfortable on a beach or at a tiki bar or something, yeah. I I definitely I would appreciate definitely it. Be here for it.
0: Um, while we're on the topic of Bermuda, bye, Joey who pops in.
3: Good,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joey joined the podcast for like five seconds and left. Uh, he didn't even say yeah. anything.
0: Um, anyway, back to Bermuda. Uh, you know you who else lives it? in Bermuda? Yeah. Joey uh, Tyler. Nope. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, future.
2: Joey. future deep six champion
0: is You're the current. You're the current.
2: Oh, your current yeah, deep, about six deep six champion is show. here. Yeah. This
1: man doesn't even know he's the well, current because
3: champion. I'm not
2: going to call it until the tournament is over. No, like, we literally cannot beat. I know, but I still need to make it official. But I am here. Okay. He wants to make sure Joe Durring doesn't yeah. show up. Anyway, you know who is also lives in Bermuda, Angelo?
0: Your favorite WWE personnel. Yeah. I JBL.
3: Yeah, so I guess JBL. Can we just get JBL he doing that? And
0: Ken Shamrock just living on a beach uncomfortably. Oh, there's no laws there's no laws in yeah, Bermuda. Probably not a Wall
3: Street either. Can, can sell that, Mama Juana. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, they,
3: they have no connection to Fox walk, business. Yes, how is he like surviving there?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, he runs a he he runs a fake parking. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. So
3: after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after
0: this uh, we go to the ring and Sammy Callahan's in the ring uh, and we're basically at the end of his theme song which I've never heard the whole part of his theme song because it's normally like just a little blurb and like this theme song doesn't sound anything like how it starts um, so I was like very confused. Anyway, Sammy Callahan talks about how he is the draw. He has put impact on his back for years. He has brought impact out of the depths, out of the trenches, uh, and into the place that it is now.
2: Um, Yeah, I know how true that
0: is. I mean, to be fair, he does point out that uh, if it wasn't for him hitting Eddie Edwards with a baseball bat in 2018 – uh, there would be no coverage of T- by TMZ, by the Dirt Sheets, by international news uh, agencies talking about the dangers of wrestling. Um, and w- it wouldn't have been one of the most talked about spots of the entire wrestling year. Uh, and he goes and puts that on uh, the Titantron. They show it and then they back away from it when he actually hits uh, Eddie Edwards in the head with the baseball bat. Um, And he says, you know, I have seen how impact has been going lately, and I thought, you know, we're almost to the end of the year, and we haven't had that big moment, so why not do a sequel? And that's why I hit Eddie Edwards in the head with the baseball bat again. uh, He goes to put it on the screen again. Uh, and Alicia Edwards comes out, and Alicia Edwards' voice pains me. She's so bad on the mic. Um, and Alicia uh, says, uh, starts walking towards the ring, and Sammy says, you know, the last time you were in a wrestling ring, uh, Eddie Edwards – or not Eddie Edwards, Eric Young uh, tried to uh, pile drive you, uh, but you were lucky that it was Eric Young because – he has more manners than me. If you try to get in this ring, I will break your frickin neck. This is the second second time this night that somebody said uh something about breaking somebody's frickin' neck. Um and Alicia says, I'm not coming into the ring. Uh unlike last time, I'm not coming in alone. Eddie Edwards comes from behind, beats up Callahan, goes uh Callahan goes for the bat. Eddie steps on it. Uh and uh uh Callahan just leaves. Uh we come uh we'd go backstage, uh, and Alicia Edwards and Eddie are just back there. Eddie is like kissing the baseball bat over and over again. He's clearly got his shiner, and Alicia's like, Okay, I helped you. Now can you help me with my problems? And Eddie's like, Woo! And walks away. <laughs> and I think Eddie Edwards just goddamn lost his mind again. Um
3: yeah, probably. After this, we go to probably. our main event.
0: It is Chris Bay and Moose versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Again, I think this is a smart booking decision for what you have as your in-ring main event, uh, with it being uh, Chris Bay, who's probably uh, the future of Impact as long as he's there, uh, as well as having the recognition of him being in the New Japan uh, the Super J Cup uh, this weekend. And able to talk about how this is, uh, two match, basically two matches of, um, or it's the main event of final, uh, resolution. Uh, and who knows, maybe Moose and Willie Mac get another match added to, uh, to that card as well. Um, Moose, people know him from ring of honor. People know him because of his very, very, very short stint in the NFL. Uh, Rich Swan, people know from the Indies, WWE, uh, and Willie mm-hmm. Mack, again. Uh, the Indies, he was in Lucha Underground as well, right, Pat? Yes. Back? Yeah. Um, so very well-traveled group mm-hmm. of four guys. I thought this was a really good main event. Um, I still think the match of the night, in my opinion, was um, Walking Weapon versus Chris Sabin. Uh, but I think this was a good way to End off the night in uh, ring. Um, Moose and Chris Bay had their moments of like not clicking, um, but anyway, um, Moose uh, ends up uh, doing his his beat down with his elbows and fists to Willie Mac, even though Moose wasn't the legal man. Uh, Rich Swan goes to th- uh, stop it, kicks him. Uh, and then Chris Bay throws both, uh, throws uh, Rich Swan out and pins Willie Mack one, two, three. So Chris Bay gets the win. I mean, this makes sense. You don't want to make Rich Swan look weak. You don't want to make Moose look weak because he is, he's not really a champion, but he is at the same time. Uh, and Chris Bay's the challenger. So you're not going to have him lose to Willie Mack who isn't a champion or or a challenger for a title uh, makes sense to take the pin here
3: I saw some twitch comments that were a little confused with why moose had a world title belt yes. but I, I think uh, Matt josh Matthews, Matthews pointed it up out on that, the
0: because uh, you know moose is still coming out with the TNA world heavyweight title and uh he's still being yeah he's still being announced That's as using as that champion you know? and if you aren't if I mean, I'm sure some people, uh, muted the TV whenever Josh Matthews talking, um, Josh Matthews point out that, uh, for those new viewers, uh, to this, uh this isn't an actual like real title. Moose found this title backstage after a show and just called himself the champion, um, And he's stuck with it ever since, but he has beaten former TNA champions like Rob Van Dam, uh, and Ken Shamrock. So he is still one of the top wrestlers in impact. Um, yeah. Uh, also, while we just one last thing about Moose before we head uh, head out of this segment, uh, Moose's finisher is currently called the Lights Out Spear. In 2018, it was up for uh, the Impact Year End Awards, and it was he was calling it the No Jackhammer Needed Spear, which is the worst goddamn name for a finisher I've ever heard of.
3: They must have never, like, said You're that talking about out Josh out Matthews. <laughs> that's that's... oh Yeah, he would say, oh, that's his uh I do have to move say, move right him, him calling
0: it, it the lights out spirit, that is the only finisher I think I hear any time it's hit. I think that's the only finisher he calls.
3: Oh, yeah, because even EY, yeah, like the, no, one the, 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 even no one kicks out of his pile No one kicks out of Eric Young pile driver, as
0: he calls it tonight. <laughs> It's not the Eric Young <laughs> yeah. pile driver. It's Eric Young pile driver. <laughs> anyway, after this, we go yep. to the real main event. Why everybody was watching? It is Kenny Omega and Don Callis being interviewed by the man, the method, legend himself, Josh Matthews. But before we get out there, Rich Swan is exiting the building or trying to, and there's a security guard, and he's all wondering why there's a security guard at the exit. Uh, saying that you have to be on a list to exit the building. And Rich Swan's like, Oh, I'm, I'm the champion. Uh, and, uh, and I
3: mean,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, I, apparently uh, that's what happens in Nashville. Um, and <laughs> the security guard's like, No, the, <laughs> the champion ran it They're out like, there, or has his bus parked out there, he ran it out the whole parking lot. Um, so I don't know how anybody parked their cars here today. Um, And Josh Matthews like scoots by, and the guy's like, "Hey, not on the list." And Josh Matthews is like, "No, I'm Josh Matthews," and he's like, "You're on the list." And it just pans to Rich Swan. He's like, "Oh, it's him."
1: It it, it's very clearly setting up uh, Omega versus Swan,
0: Uh, which will most likely be for uh, hard to kill. Uh, After this, uh, we do get on the bus. Uh, and Don Callis uh, points out that they're going to do the uh, the nameplate rem- uh, swap uh, ceremony on uh, Impact Live, which they do. Uh, they talk about their history, why Don Callis was there, uh, talking about how he's known Kenny Omega for about twenty-seven years. Which, goddamn. Um, yeah, yeah um, I, I don't think it's common stuff. knowledge for cool. a lot of people. Like, I don't think people are just like, "Oh, what's Don Callis's history with the Omega family?" Um, like, they've mentioned <laughs> that he's he's like right. an adoptive uncle of his of Omegas. Basically, he's been a father figure to him, which is why he's been on commentary for his matches occasionally. Um, and of course, their history in New Japan as well. Um,
3: Paul Heyman was sitting at home foaming at the mouth and all the continuing yeah, um, in this storyline so that is. Starting being
0: built up. It, this this was a great segment. Um so after the removal of the nameplate, uh Don Cowles is like, I don't know what to do with this. It's basically trash. Uh and Omega picks it up and says, Hey Matthews, you're friends with Ambrose. You were you were part of Tough Enough Season One. <laughs> and Matthews like <laughs> nah I, I don't want that nameplate. And Omega's like, oh okay, and just tosses it away. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. Uh so we got a reference to Dean Ambrose being name dropped, uh tough enough. Uh and then talked about uh Kenny Omega being Kenny talks about how uh if you look at the list of the best AEW matches uh in his uh since AEW started, he'd be on about 17 of the top twenty. If you talk about the best matches in Mexico, he's on a few of those. If you talk about the best matches in Japan, he has all of them. Uh, If you talk about the UK, England, Ireland, even Zimbabwe, I've probably been on theirs as well. Yes! Um, Zimbabwe! uh, And Omega says that the reason that he's come to impact uh, is because when he was a kid, he grew up as a collector of comic books, but he had to quit because he could never get his hands on the crown jewels of uh, the comic book trading and collecting industry. Uh, But now as champion of AEW, he feels like this is his, as he put it, the action comic number one, AKA the most expensive comic in his, in, in the world, which is Superman's debut. And he says, now I've got this. I've got my X Men number one, which is the AAA title. He still has that. Uh, I thought that was interesting. They mentioned that, uh, and he said, "You know what? Maybe I'm looking for a Spider Man number one too, and maybe that's what Impact's title is." Um, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I good. think that it it does. They did point out throughout this show who. Uh, Impact has worked with in the past. They talked about um, New Japan. They talked about this AEW blossoming relationship uh, When they announced Taya, they
1: talked about how she has won multiple uh, AAA. Uh... Uh, no, they were saying that AAA is still their current uh, partner and that Taya is still a champion. In I don't think
0: she is the current um, right now. She
1: she is she is she does oh, okay. have a championship in um, AAA. So they talked about this. Um, so
0: I, I do think them bringing up all these different promotions that they have working relationships makes sense. Uh, AEW seems to have a, a semi-working relationship with AAA as well, uh, since, you know, they allow Kenny to work there. Uh, I don't think... I'm not 100% sure Pentagon and Phoenix are with them anymore. Um, they're not, but they're working with okay. Um So there's clearly still some sort of working relationship with them. Uh they've had the AAA titles on uh shows before, so makes sense. Um and I think this does bring up the good point of uh, it does feel like this is a new dawn of w of wrestling. Um and yeah, uh it ends with uh Omega Uh, and Cal is saying they need to go. Uh, They'd love to stay uh, in Nashville, but they have a big announcement tomorrow uh, on AEW Dynamite. And so they're like, Josh, get out of here. We're heading down to Florida. Or Omega says that we're heading down to Florida, and then uh, he does his goodbye, goodnight, bang. Um, Yeah. Uh, Um, An hour drive. As they – go to end the segment Don Callis stands up and says, "Yeah, we got to head head to Stanford." And I was I texted in the group chat. And I was like, "Why the hell is he mentioning that they're going to Stanford? That's in Connecticut, and that's where WWE is." There's-
1: I don't think that's what he said. I thought he said to Matthews go back to uh, Connecticut. okay. If that that's the case then that makes sense. Mm. That was my assumption because it wouldn't Yeah, that's what I was saying
0: is that 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 doesn't make sense, but um yeah, now pointing that out, that makes more sense.
1: Um it is worth noting that uh Kenny was asked to give a hint about what his announcement is for dynamite tomorrow and all he said was Lex Yeah, Luger. he said, do you know that Lex Sluger thing with the bus?
0: Alex Express, baby. So uh, I, I, I'm Express. hoping they come to AW tomorrow and that van that bus that they had is now the Omega like not the Omega Express. That's not as fun. Like, I don't know. Um,
1: I hope it's all decked out. Like, yeah, Omega absolutely.
0: Stuff, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Joey, uh, since you weren't on the podcast for most of it, do you want to give us your thoughts about uh,
2: stuff that we that you weren't here for? Um, or you can just talk yeah. about the main event probably just the main event really um i was really god i really hate like i don't know because i watched it on my phone on twitch and is there not a way to hide the chat
3: um yeah there is a phone is that what you're just saying yeah so there is a button when you uh hold it horizontally the the larger way there is a button Oh, dude i didn't know that i so couldn't that find you it anywhere so literally <laughs> i was kind of distracted by the by the chat the
2: entire show into the main event um hey you yeah. know some it, it, it's That's toxic that. the twitch is so oh, toxic they were i'm just happy that angela's they were literally just the calling, for omega, literally the calling for omega all night which i mean which i mean is fair but
3: but uh uh-huh. Yeah,
2: so, uh, yeah, the the main event, well, the actual main event, not the match, like the segment, uh, I thought this was really good stuff, uh, Don Callis is actually a really good promo, actually, um, oh, and Kenny, yeah, brother. you know, Kenny, uh, had a really good promo as well, um, I'm really curious what, uh, the other announcement he
1: has for tomorrow night is, so... And shameless, shameless plug, but you can join me and Joey tomorrow night as we talk about mm-hmm. Dynamite, and we'll go over whatever yeah, that announcement uh, is. So Who knows?
0: I'll, I'll probably be honest, I, because it might affect Impact, too.
2: Yeah, uh, I just really can't, you know, put my my head around what he what it would be. Um, maybe he's just, you know, announcing that he's going after the Impact
1: World Championship. I don't know.
2: It could be anything.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I for one was a big fan of this segment as well. I like the uh, the retconning that this segment did, where they established that Don Callis has basically been the mastermind behind everything happening in Kenny Omega's career, and that they've had this plan for so long, uh, that Don Callis was there when Kenny won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in New Japan, that him and Kenny were the ones who got the Jericho match put together in New Japan, which directly led to AEW's creation. Um that Calus, you know, got himself there at the uh, at these AEW shows and then was there to help Kenny win the title. And I like the the new persona for Kenny, the collector. Uh, it's basically, it feels like an evolution yeah. of the cleaner. Um, it feels very, like, Thanos-inspired for Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. And it feels like they're powering Omega up to be, like, this god-tier wrestler who's going to go around uh, collecting belts. And I think that's really cool. So uh, this gets a big thumbs up from me. And I thought it was worth the wait. I thought they delivered in this, uh, yeah, this segment. Yeah, um,
2: I'm full support of uh, this entire thing. Um, if if I were to give, uh, like, a moment of the year, um, give you a little sneak peek, if, if you know, if you're doing a moment of the year, I would probably go with um, the ending of uh, Winter is Coming because uh, that definitely shook up the uh, wrestling world, you know, like, intensely, you know. Um,
0: in here, you're saying that you're saying that's a bigger moment this year in wrestling than any of the awards that, or any of the nominees for this, the most no. prestigious wrestling award. Bet, no. No, get no, get them out of here, no, get no, them out of here, awards? get them
1: out of here. No, we're not, we're not, no, we're not spending. no, 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 no. no. Well, well,
2: yeah, I, 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 I would, I would hands down say that this would be that would be my moment of the year because just because of what it means long term and what it means, um, in wrestling as a whole, because you know. Before AEW and, you know, before, like, other companies have gotten a big name, we just had WWE. And WWE basically just stayed with themselves. They didn't work with other promotions. Um, They didn't give much light to other promotions. So, it's really cool to see, you know, two promotions, you know, mixing together to see that talent, you know, seeing dream matches, potentially, that you wouldn't see. So, hey, you never know. Maybe... uh, Impact guys will start showing up on uh, Dynamite.
1: Yeah, uh, the closest thing to the com- this comes like uh, for me is with uh, New Japan and ROH's working relationship, where they always did the War of the Worlds tour, where it was uh, ROH and New Japan guys yeah. facing each other. Um, that was always fun, cross-promotional stuff. But this just feels like a bigger deal because it's on TV, and it's, imp- <clears throat> it's Impact to, you know obviously has had their issues with uh, TNA <clears throat> being TNA yeah. before but you know they're they're still if you're a re- if you are like a hardcore wrestling fan the impact name still means something um and like carries some weight as to what it is or what it was before and AEW is obviously the hot new thing um, that is in direct competition with at least NXT. Yeah, you know, uh, I really, so, I
2: really got uh, to give it to, you know, Impact slash TNA um, for all the, all the downs they've had. And I'd, I'd say they probably had more downs and ups. Uh, the fact <laughs> that they're still a company. Oh yeah. The fact that they're still in business to this day, they could have easily, yeah, they could have easily folded, it. Like, you know, like WCW did, but like it just easily, like, it's it, it's insane how impressive it is that they're still around and, you know, they're still trying to, ma- they're still managing to, you know, try to do something different.
3: Yeah, like things mm-hmm. are still tied together from those early days, which is really... Yeah, and I'm... And I'll be real, in, like,
2: middle school, like, early high school, when, for yeah. me, when teen A was, like, at its peak, you know, it was very enjoyable. I would actually watch it weekly. And there was some good stuff.
3: Yeah, that i I I definitely feel the same. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. AEW now. It's like this is it's such a great alternative. I mean yeah. here here we are watching Impact now in twenty twenty. But uh back back in those mm-hmm. two thousand eight to two thousand ten area, yeah, I, I totally yeah, agree.
1: Yeah, I mean we're still in the early uh
3: the early years of AEW, but
1: so far no cuckolding holding angles. Uh so I think we're off to yeah. a good start there. Yeah and also no Hulk Hogan and Eric yeah. Bischoff in power. Hey man, I was just
3: not yet at least.
0: Yeah, I was I Every was just glad that mistakes we mistakes. did get like... <laughs> Hulk Hogan on our televisions or on our Twitch streams uh tonight. Yeah, you a
1: big Hulk Hogan fan, buddy. Bully Ray yeah, he, screaming
3: that he screwed. What an from that I, used, match I
1: used you Hulk.
0: It I screwed was. you, Brooke. and I fooled everyone. It's <laughs> such a good promo. Like, I, I, say what you want about Bully Ray. Is yeah. like just yeah, like Bully Ray now, but good. him in like as a singles guy, his Bully Ray
1: era, top stuff. Yes.
3: Well, just just knowing how to be yeah. a heel, he. Is, uh, the last
1: thing I wanted to say before we do wrap things up here is uh, the Twitch numbers for Impact tonight. Brandon Thurston from Nomics put out a tweet. Uh, Impact's Twitch stream peaked tonight at over 52,000, uh, which the, the actual number was 52,492 viewers. Uh, and it was during the Kenny Omega interview at the end. And that is more than twice as high as it's ever been. Um, previous record was around 17,000. That's insane. Uh, this is, this is three yeah. times that, uh, and it, the show at started over 30,000 uh, at, at, at seven fifty eight, it was at 17,000. Uh, and it just was a continuous rise to 52,000 over the entire night. There's a, there's a graph that he put together showing the, uh, the numbers, the breakdown minute per minute. So uh, I would say that's a, a positive. Yeah, okay. yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely. We'll see, you know, what the retention is, of course. Yeah. But even just for the one Yeah, league, and uh,
1: Impact also put out a tweet um, that they said that they uh, Impact tr- uh, was the number three trend tonight on Twitter. Uh, I believe the last time they yeah, turned that was, was the anniversary.
0: I think they said um, they were like eighth. So oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
2: they're then, like ether ninth was... and they're like flexing about it, which is yeah, funny. Was was uh, yeah. Then
1: they uh, they officially did say that they doubled our previous all time viewership record on Twitch, and they were also the top five channel on all of Twitch That's uh, during insanity. the show. Sanity. So uh impact definitely got yeah. a very um, good deal here. I do
0: think that the I, I I wanna say that I think the interesting thing is going to be how long this working relationship is. Is this just going to be uh Omega being the collector? Uh or is this going to be like a full thing, like possibly as Tony Khan like joked about on his little ad about him buying it? Or if this is just like I said, just gonna be just a short term storyline.
3: Yeah, based on Tony Khan's ad, it makes you think it's going to be a lot Um, more for at least the next couple months. I
0: also think it's going to be interesting to see who the first impact person is to come across if
1: they do. Um, my guess would probably be. I'd say
0: it would be Swan, but I could also say. Right. Just because we've already had, I was gonna say if you could end up having like a knockouts thing too, just to, like you've already had uh, Sheeta face off against uh, the NWA Women's Champion uh, before, so you could have Deanna versus Sheeta uh, as well. Uh, I mean, you could end up having joint pay-per-view. Like, the, the, the sky's the limit with this deal if it's a long-term thing and it's not just this
3: storyline. You could do oh, AC Romero match. versus Sammy Guevara like, oh my god. Dream match I just need Lauren Steve versus Michael Marcos. Oh, my God.
1: I'd be for it. <laughs> yeah. Or sorry, sorry. I take that back. Johnny uh, yeah, Swinger yeah. versus Michael Nakazawa, yeah. um Dude, Johnny, Johnny Swinger, Swinger John, versus Johnny. Johnny yes, BNW. yes, and come and on.
0: you could even have that for the BTE belt, <laughs> yeah. baby. I need Johnny Swinger on be the elite immediately. <laughs> yeah, because come on, those those segments yeah, would be I absolutely hope that brilliant. Um. And, uh, again, I mean, just interesting, like, if you're going to end up having, like, I don't know, like, cross-branded stuff, even if it's not, like, the full, like, I know Tommy Dreamer's not, like, a big deal in, like, Impact right now. He's just kind of, like, there, like, he's just a backstage presence that people like, uh, and he's had his goofy moments, Um, like, you know and uh joey's yeah um i, think but, I mean peace. i would say like, that i think dreamer has been used very well in impact like he's not like just there for nostalgia like i'm going to be going over everybody uh like wwe does um where which goes in similar right. with how AEW has used their legends as well uh and seeing, seeing Tommy Dreamer in, like, a hardcore match with, like, any of the people who do hardcore stuff in a, uh, AEW, that would be really cool as well. Uh, one last yes. thing I just want to ask everybody. Um, since we did have all those different uh, best segments of uh, TNA history, uh, what was everybody's favorite moment from it other than the uh, Steiner Math promo? because I know we are all going to say the sign of math from
3: the same math I of
0: map I'm going to start hmm. off and say that leg drop from Kaz in the uh the um that ultimate X uh, match that they showed that was insanity um I that that was that that was impressive as hell Yeah, that was pretty bad.
3: I would say uh for me uh Bully Ray turning on Jeff Hardy. I wasn't really watching it at the time anymore, but uh, I did see highlights of that yeah. afterwards. And
2: I was yeah, I was cool thinking the same, the same thing with the uh, Ultimate X match. Um, the Ultimate X match has always been my favorite. Uh, you know, because I I when I was watching like religiously, yeah, like the X Division was like the division of TNA, um, and it was at its like peak. Um,
1: so yeah, I would say I would say that yeah, that leg drop was was insane. Yeah. Uh- yeah, I mean, ultimate ultimate X matches are typically really mm. big spot fest and can oftentimes be like train wrecks, and the outcome of a train wreck <laughs> is uh tra-
3: train wreck. Ah, trangle- oh <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't
1: even understand it's... that. But sure. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, for my moment, I would I would go with the Gale Kim and uh, Awesome Kong thing. I thought that was a really uh, again. Also, remember it was two thousand eight yeah. that he said that was. And you look at what women's wrestling was for, like, WWE or anywhere else at that time, uh, and it, Impact has always been kind of the, uh, the, the forerunners in this whole women's uh, revolution thing. And Awesome Kong and uh, Gail Kim kind of led that charge. An Impact, and I thought that was a really cool highlight for them to uh, have that as the greatest knockouts moment. with. Uh, and that crowd, again, was really into that match. Just completely electric for the near falls and for Awesome Kong just tossing around the
3: referees.
1: And then Gail winning the belt and then them brawling some more. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going with that.
3: Yeah, oh, the knockout division just felt so different compared to the, yeah the, like the divas division in WWE at the time I mean it was real wrestling and the fans yeah. really believed
1: yeah and they, they still managed into, to I mean I'm uh, not justifying what WWE did where it was like sexualizing the women but impact even still did that with like the beautiful people um but they also still had like the oh, actual yeah. wrestle like the wrestling side with like people like Gail Kim and Awesome Kong um and like uh Victoria's yeah. Tara um yeah. as well so
3: yeah, and like you like even got into it storyline wise where like you really didn't have that since like the Trish Stratus lita thing. There was kind of a gap of like, eh, yeah. a lot of a lot of men. And, and of course Pat's the favorite division, they did
1: get to
0: show I Pat's felt... favorite uh, knockout of all time, uh Velvet Sky. Uh Pat, yeah, absolutely. Pat's a huge Velvet Sky fan.
1: True. I'm a Velvet Sky mark. I think she's the greatest women's yeah. wrestler to ever step on this planet.
0: Yes. I, I also
1: do have to say I thought that when uh, I was eleven. That <laughs>
0: all st- me and Pat said it. That sting entrance that he, that
1: he had for his return, it just doesn't fit. He had like yeah, the the music <laughs> didn't fit Sting. It felt like it was like a Kid Rock song or something. And I was like, this is not what Especially I would assume Sting comes out like, too. but that outfit and everything, like if that was like surf,
0: yeah, he had yeah, like the crow like sting outfit thing on and it was like, was like a different version he- altogether. Yeah, that would make sense, but not like though I'm 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 crow sting. I'm supposed to be all serious. I'm like walking down the ramp, talking to fans, swinging my baseball bat like I'm ba- I'm a baseball boy.
3: <laughs> yeah, talking Yankees, talking
1: song.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, So overall, uh, we'll go go around. Uh, We all think this was a thumbs up show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Cool. Mostly because of the main event. Yeah. Um, So that will be it for this extra long edition of the Ryan and Angelo Impact Under an Hour Power Hour. Uh, This is much over
1: an hour, power hour. You don't have to call it under an hour. I never, but that's the what episodes. we call it. <laughs>
2: uh, um, yeah, we, with your
0: special guest, yeah. with, with with special people, yeah, with,
1: with your special guests, guests who showed up at the, the yeah. last like uh, half uh, hour the of this podcast. Gets Thanks, Joey. I was texting Joey this entire time telling him to join the podcast listen, He kept saying no, and this then just eventually, AW joined.
2: Mark, oh, God, okay. I, get this. I was on my way to Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I hope I hope you got COVID tested. I don't think Desantis. Uh...
3: I said at the beginning, Joey. that this was uh, your version, you and Pat version of uh AEW and B. <laughs>
2: Pretty here. much, yeah, exactly. Over this, the impact weak, weak, weakest invasion oh, yeah. angle Making ever. The rookies. Yeah, I should have I should have
1: yeah, wow. that's until you realize I that Joey's actually in my room uh, right Pat now.
2: Go in alone. No,
1: this is like this is like WWE. Yeah, Joey's Joey's in, Joey's in both of your rooms right on. now with a guarantee. No, actually, yeah. I'm
2: recording this on uh, Kenny Omega's bus oh. with Don Cows. So. No, what's your? I said on our way to the Jacksonville. What? You know, <laughs> this is this
0: is almost as down. bad as WWE's invasion, where they're two big, the two biggest WCW stars that they uh, that people wanted were Sting, who didn't come to WWE at all until what 2014, uh, and Goldberg, who came like two years after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe, Joey, Joey is Goldberg. Sure,
2: yeah, it could be, yeah. Joe Gould and
0: Sam's gonna show up any second, and he can be Sting. (laughs) (laughs) We'll all forget about this invasion angle.
2: Sting.
0: (laughs) Are you excited, (laughs) Pat? Are you you excited for (laughs) Tony Jovanic
1: to yell Sting tomorrow? (laughs) I am. Our, legendary, legendary call. I'm not going to lie. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, so, with that uh, reminder follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Deep Sex Wrestling uh, to stay up to date with us. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast already, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but you should. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Breaker, Overcast, Anchor. I don't think I'm missing any um, be one of the 26 plus countries uh, that follow us there. You can yeah. you can yeah. you can yeah. you can yeah. join and Peru.
2: And I want to point out, Ryan, if I may uh, you know, no. interject here um, tomorrow is Wednesday, and that means tomorrow is dynamite, which also means that me and Pat will be back for another review of a W dynamite. Yeah. So make sure you tune into that. As yeah,
0: well. uh me and Pat still have to do our uh final best of super junior stuff before the final on Friday. Um yeah. and we we'll also have that. the the Super J Cup on uh Saturday. Uh so probably gonna do something for that as well. Um and you know, uh, final resolution is Saturday too. Maybe we can just combine them.
1: I'm I'm not going to be watching. Fake impact fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't claim to be one. All right.
1: Well, I'll wrap this up for us because you're just going to keep rambling here. Uh, So, thank you for joining us on this very special edition of the Deep Six Wrestling (laughs) Podcast. Ryan and Angela will be back next Tuesday. If there's uh, any other big developments, whenever Omega. and... Uh, swan wrestle i'm sure me and joey will hop back on the podcast for that um but yeah keep keep your eyes peeled for the new japan reviews okay. that me and ryan have coming out uh we'll also have our big year end podcast where at least six of the members of deep six will be on this best of and worst of show where we're going to break down all of wrestling in 2020 go over our favorite things our least favorite things Everything in between the four of us, uh, I did get confirmation from Angela that he will be uh, involved in this. Sam and Rob will both be involved. The only person we're waiting on is Jake, who has never appeared on one of these podcast episodes. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, if Jake does, we will have all seven of us on a podcast, and I'm sure it's going to be yeah, an absolute It would be legendary. Uh, um But it'll be an enjoyable thing. But that's coming up at the end of the year. I believe the tentative plan is December 26th is what we're aiming for to record it. Uh, And if not, we'll obviously have it out. Uh, Some other time, also things to look forward to is predictions for uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which is coming up at the beginning of January. So we'll have predictions and reviews for both nights of Wrestle Kingdom, as well as probably New Year's Dash. Uh, So... Uh, exciting things to kick off the year, and then probably a nice little break for us where we just go back to regular Dynamite and Impact, and then uh, Hard to Kill I is when? it
0: is... Hold on. Pulling it up, because I don't know the month of January very
1: well. Uh, it is the 16th of January. Okay. I'm sure we'll have a review for Hard to Kill, since that is an actual Impact pay-per-view. Um, and could potentially be the show where we see Swan versus Omega. So... Uh, definitely keep your eyes peeled for that, uh, but that's that's everything we have coming in the pipeline for the next few yeah, weeks. Uh, you should also that, point out so. that
0: uh, for the uh, podcast, uh, the end of the year podcast, it, I think you said the plan is to do like a video podcast.
1: Yeah, we're, I'm still trying to figure it out, but the uh, we might be putting the podcast up on YouTube as a visual podcast so you can watch it because there are some visual mm-hmm. aspects to it, uh, such as Best and worst wrestling merch of the year, so we'll figure it out. But regardless, there will still be an audio sure. podcast. Uh, so if you if you if you don't watch YouTube and you yeah, just it, want to listen to the podcast, don't yeah, worry. Especially covered, I we'll don't still know get if it. I
0: you guys know this, but uh, apparently YouTube is, is it's inconvenient. It's, inconvenient. And it's not very accessible for, for people.
1: Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Rob doesn't know how to. Um, Facts. <laughs> he's the boomer, he's the boomer of the week. Of <laughs> So yes, thank you for joining us for this podcast. Uh, this Finally. is going to be us signing off. Uh, Bye. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. Peace.